Hello everyone and welcome back to the podcast if you are a returning listener. But if you are new to the podcast, welcome to Healing Through the Word. My name is Michelle. I'm usually accompanied by Audrey, but she's not here with me today. But we are going to continue in what we've been looking at this month, which is the fruit of goodness. That is the uprightness of heart and life that we've been talking about. Um, last week we talked about we talked about what is true goodness and goodness despite adversity. The week before that we went over what goodness is, that it's a fruit of the spirit and how we can resist evil and embrace goodness. But this week we're going to look at three um, areas in goodness. So let us just dive right in. We're going to be looking first at growing in goodness. And for that, let's look at Philippians uh, chapter 4, verse 8, which says, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of a good report, if there be any virtue, and if there be any praise, think on these things. <clears throat> now, looking at this verse, I was like, Apostle Paul, you know, you went through a lot of whatsoevers. What is up with the whatsoevers? I mean, couldn't you say once and it suffice? But he made a point to put whatsoever in front of every um, every every topic he wants us to think on. And what he's trying to do, what he was speaking to the church at that time, at the at the the, um, the church of Philippi, was trying to get their get them to see that they need their minds to be right, because we already know the Bible says, "As a man thinketh, so is he." So if you start thinking the way that you should, you be it it whatever you think becomes your your words. You begin to speak it, and it also comes out through your actions. We've said this over and over. So let's just unpack Philippians 4 and 8 for a minute, which says, uh, whatsoever things are true. So here he's telling them to speak the truth, but it also applies to us today. We know that this was spoken to the church at Philippi, but it's it's also a message to um, to those who are have a relationship with Christ. So we're encouraged to to think on those things that are truth. That means not to conceal the truth. And of course, if we're not concealing truth, that means we're not telling lies, right? Okay. He also tells us, you know, all the things that are honest. In other words, we're to think on those things that are honorable, those things that would be respected. Not respected of man, but respected of God. He tells us to think on those things that are just, those things that are justly, those things that, let's put it like this, those things that are holy. Because we can, in our own finite thinking, think that something is just based on man's justification, but we're looking according to God's justification, what God considers to be holy, to be righteous. So Apostle Paul tells them, he tells us to think on those things that are holy. And whatever things, all the things, let's put it like that, all the things that are pure. So those things that um, that speak innocence, those things that are sacred, those things that um, 
that are just pure from every fault. And I'm just going to keep going on and then I'm just going to, I'm going to sum this up. And he says, all those things that are lovely, meaning those things that are pleasing, pleasing to God, all the things that are of a good report, those things that are well spoken of, the, the, the good sounding words, those things we're supposed to think on. And if there be any virtue, that means if there be anything with with a good moral, let's say a um, spiritual, spiritually moral, and um, it's full of goodness. Those things, those things that are excellent, and if there be any praise, anything that's commendable, anything that's that's worthy of giving praise, those are the things that we're supposed to think on. Basically, I'm summing it all up. Apostle Paul is telling us to be transformed. Let that our minds are to be trans, renew our minds by being transformed by the word. Isn't that what the word of God tells us? Be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you can prove what is that good and acceptable unto God. So we are to think on those things. How do we think on those things? The only way we can think on those things is when we continue to renew our mind with the word of God. We have to stay in the word. I know we say this all the time, but that's the only way. It's the word of God that washes us. It cleanses us. And David said it like this. He said, your word have I hid in my heart that I should not sin against you. Because when you have it within you, when you're continually meditating on it, you have no choice but to continually to remember it. So even when you go to do something that is not right, Holy Spirit is bringing that word to your remembrance. You're like, "Mm, no, that's not in line with God's will. That's not in line with God's word. And you may halt. You may stop. I'm not saying it happens all the time because sometimes our, our free will will just override what we know is to be right and we just submit to, to whatever our, our flesh wants to do. And we talked about this last week when, you know, someone wrongs you, the, the first thing you want to do is to go into um, defense mode and you want to you want to you want to avenge yourself. Right. But when you continually renew your mind with the word, when you continue to think on these things that are. Um, spelled out here in Philippians 4 and 8, as Apostle Paul says, then more and more you begin to adapt to the Word of God, cling to the Word of God, walk out the Word of God, speak the Word of God, and that's how we killed, that we died to our flesh daily. That's how we died to our flesh daily. So that's growing in goodness. Now let's look at living the good life. Living the good life. And for that, we're going to look at 1 Peter chapter 3, verses 13 to 14. I'm looking through my notes here. This was some good reading. Um, We always leave the scriptures in the description of the podcast so that you can um, take your time and go through it as well. All right. So 1 Peter 3 verses 13 to 14 says, and who is he that will harm you if ye be followers of that which is good? But, and if ye suffer for righteousness sake, happy are ye and be not afraid of their terror, neither be troubled. Okay. So for me, it it, it seems like an oxymoron because it says, who's going to bother you if you're doing good? But at the same time, it says, 
if you if you suffer for righteousness, you'll be blessed. But at first I, I thought, you know, no one can come against me if I'm doing good. But it's not what the scripture is saying. It says, by living a good life, you partake in God's blessings and his favor. And it says, who in their, basically the scripture is saying, well, who in their right mind will harm someone for doing good? But yet there are those who would. I'm sorry. The Bible tells us that, you know, we, we, we will suffer in this life. Hardship will come. So it's not to say, well, you know, it's like, it's not a defense statement to say, who, who's going to come against you? Not on my watch. It's not to say it like that. It's to say, who in their right mind would want to hurt someone? Honestly, if you see someone doing good, if you, if you saw a, a, um, a man helping an old lady cross the street at a busy intersection, would you go and take the man and just push him off or, or, or throw him in the traffic and tell him, leave her alone or, or no, you see him doing good. Why would you want to do that? But that's just an example of, of how people will still see you doing good, but they'll still try to hinder you. They'll still try to try to come against you no matter that you're doing good. People will still try to try to buffet you. It doesn't matter if you're doing good. People will come against you. There are agents of Satan. There are people who are being used by the enemy to come against you. They don't want to see, the enemy doesn't want to see you walk in, in God's word. He doesn't want to see you performing God's word. So people will come against you. Circumstances will come against you. It's like, who, who's going to come against you? But people will. But it says, you will be blessed for righteousness sake. It doesn't matter in this life if people come against us for doing the for doing good. We can't look on that. We can't get distracted. I think our focus is to is that we're looking for an immediate gratification or an immediate reward here on earth. And yes, God blesses us. He blesses us in many, many ways. But we have to remember that there is a reward for us in heaven. We're told not to lay up ourselves riches in the earth, but to, 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 to store up our treasures in heaven. That's a part of storing up our treasures in heaven, to be doing good here on earth. So it doesn't matter who comes against us. It doesn't matter who tries to, to thwart what we're doing by walking in the, the heart of Christ and, and doing good. It doesn't matter because we're storing up for ourselves treasures in heaven. And even if you are harmed for doing good, you should not be afraid because if you suffer for the sake of righteousness, you will be blessed for the good that you do. That is living the good life. And you probably say to yourself, that don't sound like living the good life if I'm, I'm, I'm purposing to do good and people are coming against me. I'm sorry. Christ said, if they persecute me, they're going to persecute you too. Why? Because the enemy doesn't want to see you succeed. He doesn't want to see you prosper. He doesn't want to see you walk in your purpose. He doesn't want to see you advancing the kingdom of God. But we still press on. And we still understand that whatever, whatever happens in this life, we are storing up our treasures in heaven. Lastly, let's look at being an example of goodness. 
And we have to be an example of goodness. Let's look at Romans uh, 15, 14. It says, And I myself also am persuaded of you, my brethren, that ye are also full of goodness, filled with all knowledge, able also to admonish one another. So Apostle Paul here is speaking to the Roman church. And he is, um, at the time he was preparing them for his ministry in Rome. But this word also applies to us today. And I'm going to keep saying that because the Bible tells us that script, all scripture is profitable to us for instruction and reproof. So all scripture, it, 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 is prof, it profits us. It instructs us and it corrects us. So all of it. So here, even though he's speaking to the, the Roman church, he's speaking to us as well. And Paul tells them that they are more likely in good part what he had written and to account it a kindness and not only so, but to comply with, comply with it and to put it in practice. Meaning that you are obtaining the word of God. You are obtaining spiritual truth. Those things that you are receiving, they're not only edifying to your spirit. They're not only building you up. They're not only building up your spiritual character. They're not, all, they're not only strengthening you spiritually. But those things that you now understand to be um, teaching you in how to walk out your life and what not to do, you in turn are now equipped that you can teach your brothers and sisters and also warn them to stay away from the things that will be spiritually harmful to them. Those that have goodness and knowledge should communicate what they have for the use and the benefit of others. So when we see our brother and our sister going off course or they're doing something that they shouldn't be doing, you're going to say, and it's in love. It's in love. You're going to say, hey, you know, um, you, and you have to, and you have to ask the Holy Spirit how to convey these things because you have to do it in love. You say, you know, I, I want you to help me with something. I was looking at this word the other day and it was just so powerful and I was reading it and I wanted to just have a discussion with you about it. And they're probably wondering to themselves, well, why are you, but you're just telling them what you studied and what you, what you, um, what you discovered in the word. But at the same time, you're unfolding for them an understanding of the word and 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 you're trying to, to show them how it applies to their life as well. And in doing so, they're probably saying to themselves, wow, you know, um, I'm not walking out this word. I'm getting convicted about something that I did. But all you're doing is having a conversation about the scripture and just sharing with them what you learned through it. But the Holy Spirit is moving upon their hearts to let them see, look, um, Whatever you did wasn't lining up with this. 
So that's an example of how you convey it in love to them. How you show them that look or warn them, don't go this way. It'll lead you down the wrong path. And if you can minister to it to them directly, then go directly to them and say, look, what you did doesn't line up with the word. The word says dot, dot, dot. And in the same way, you also give counsel because that's what the word is saying here in Romans uh, 15, 14. You've been equipped to counsel and to warn. So they come to you and your brothers and your sister comes to you and they say, look, I don't know what to do. But you remembered God's word. You say, look, I'm, I'm having a hard time. You know, I'm having I'm having trouble in my thought life. You know, um, I keep feeling like if I'm a failure, like I'm, I'm, I'm defeated. I feel like nothing that I do is right. I, I'm feeling really bad these days. You tell them, no, 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 you're a more, you're, you are more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. You are not defeated. You are victorious in Christ. Old things are passed away and behold, all things in you are new. You are not defeated. And you begin to talk to them. And you begin to show them through God's word. That's how you counsel. So this is what Apostle Paul was speaking to the church at Rome. This is how he was preparing them for him coming there to minister to them. And he in turn was telling them the same thing. You have what you need to help your brothers and sisters out. Bible says iron sharpens iron. So does a a friend sharpen another friend's continence. That's how you build each other up. That's the goodness that's how we be an, that's how we're to be an example of goodness. I think that's what I'm going to leave you with today. Um, I'm missing my my um, co-host, but I pray that whatever I have shared with you resonates with you and that you continue to look over these scriptures for yourself. Um, there are additional scriptures with the ones that I've shared with you. Um, for instance, um, Psalm 34, 14 and second Thessalonians one and one. But like I said, they are listed in the description for you at your leisure to go over the scripture. Never take our word for it. We're sharing what we've gleaned in our study of the word. And we want you to also Dig in to the scriptures for yourselves so that you can get a clear understanding and get your, get, you know, uh, your own revelation as the Holy Spirit uh, ministers to you through the word. So with that, we're going to close out today. And Father, we're just so grateful. You've been showing us how to walk out goodness uh, these past couple of weeks. You've been showing us through your word and we are so grateful for the word. The word is truly a lamp, uh, a light to our path and a lamp to our feet. It shows us how we're to walk out our life and it shows us the direction that we are to follow. Um, We're going day by day, encountering so much in life, especially the ideas and the, and, uh, and the, the teachings of man 
and it can get so overwhelming, but we don't want to uh, live by the world's perspective and standards. We want to live by your word. We want to live by your truth because we know that the truth will set us free. It will set us free from the bondages of life. It will set us free from the, from the traps and the snares of the enemy, and it will produce in us the fruits of the spirit that we need to be successful in our walk of faith. And more importantly, it will help us to lay up the treasures in heaven that we need. Thank you that you help us, Holy Spirit, to meditate on those things that are true and those things that are honorable and righteous and pure, those holy things, those things that are pleasing to God and those things that um, are a good report and the things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Help us to, to think on those things, even the word that we consume through the Bible each and every day. We thank you that it continues to resonate in our hearts and in our minds. Bring it to our remembrance, Holy Spirit, especially when we're about to do things that are not in line with God's will. Help us to be convicted and corrected through the word of God. Oh, help us, Holy Spirit. We can't do this alone. We need to be um, co-laboring with you so that we can grow in this fruit of goodness and all the fruits of the Spirit. And we know that even though we may attempt to do good, there are those that will come against us. There will, there will be those that come to rub us like sandpaper and try to make us come out of our Christly character and do the things that we should not do. But we thank you that even as we pursue, even as we press and persevere to do good, we understand that we're not to be looking for um, a, a reward or a blessing in this lifetime necessarily. We know that we receive blessings, but we know that we are laying up for ourselves treasures in heaven. We not trying to store up treasures here in the earth, but we're trying to store up treasures for ourselves, where we will one day dwell. And we thank you, Holy Spirit, that you continue to just work on our hearts and just help our minds to be in line with the word of God and help us to be an example to those that are around us, even our brothers and sisters, when we see them falling off, when we see that they fall, help us to go to them in love and instruct them and show them through the word of God and to be an example to them in how we conduct ourselves and help counsel them through whatever hardships or confusion or trial that they may be going through. Help us, Holy Spirit. We need to do this to walk as examples of Christ in the earth and to be effective for the kingdom of heaven. And we ask all these things in Jesus's name. Amen. Audience, thank you so much for joining us on today's podcast. I pray that it has uh, blessed you in some way and that you also share it with someone who may need to um, get a little encouragement and be uplifted or, or just to hear the word as it may apply to them and, and maybe their current situation. But I pray you come back next week. We're going to continue talking about goodness. We're going to look at God who is our, who is good and who is our chief and prime example of goodness and also get healing through the word. So be blessed everyone. <laughs>